there are landlords and then there are landlords. There are those who do it for a living. They're professional, they're onto any problems, they treat their tenants with respect, and in turn, they are rewarded with great tenants. It's a symbiotic relationship in the best possible way. Then there are the complete amoral rackmans of the renting world, slum landlords who care nothing about the state of the properties their tenants live in, care nothing about their tenants, and who are only in it to get as much money as they possibly can, and they're basically land banking while farming people. Then there are the hapless, the ones who don't really know much about being a landlord, they don't really know much about the rules around it, they don't really know much about how to repair a property or how to best screen for the right tenants, but they've been told that buying an investment property and renting it out is the only responsible thing to do as a New Zealand family person, that if you and your family want financial security, the only way to do it is to buy another house and rent it out. And they're the ones who will be squeezed by increased interest rates, and they're the ones who will have been hit by Labour's changes to the rules around investment properties. A number of landlords say the new rules around interest deductibility have forced them to sell up or raise rents. You'll remember last March, the government announced it would remove interest deductibility for rental properties, meaning landlords can no longer write off their interest costs against the tax on their rental income. And again, that forced many landlords to have a look at their property's performance, make hard decisions about whether it was washing its face or not. If it wasn't, they sold. Others raised rents and hoped they could hold on as long as possible. And those that chose to keep their properties have had to raise rents. If it's not making you money, if you are losing money on a property, you will either have to raise the rent or sell it. Times are tough. We know that. Times are tough for just about everyone. But when households are seeing the majority of their household income being swallowed up by rent, when tertiary students are paying more than half their income on rent, Times that are tough will be tougher still for renters. The Salvation Army has called for an accommodation supplement review, saying the supplement is based on rent data about six years out of date. And as we know, the property market has changed considerably in six years. The Sallies also say the government needs to take into account regional variances across the country when it comes to the cost of living and renting. But is topping up government allowances the answer? Taking money out of people's pockets, washing it through government departments, then handing it out to selected people doesn't seem like a particularly sensible, economical, cost-effective way to fix a problem. One of the main problems is supply. And while the government and private developers are building as fast as their jib can get to them, people still need to be able to pay for a deposit on a home. And even if they can get around the tight criteria that's been introduced again with unintended consequences by this government, even if they can try to get their heads around it, how on earth do you raise a deposit when you're paying more than half your income in rent, paying more than you would be paying on a mortgage and rent? It seems absolutely impossible. So what are the ways you can get into a home. There are numerous numerous community housing providers, but it seems that there are far too few to meet the demand. When it comes to landlords, 
if you don't have to raise the rent, are you holding off? Like you've been told you can only raise the rent once a year, so some landlords leapt in and raised it. Others chose not to. If you are making enough on your property, your rental property, to more than cover the mortgage and the rates and any maintenance, are you holding the rent as low as you can, knowing that times are really, really tough for a lot of people? They're probably tough for you, even if you own a couple of properties, you'll have noticed it. But do you accept that, I suppose there's a burden of responsibility to try to keep things as low as possible when you've got people renting your properties? Or is that a fool's game? If you're, if that's your business, you should be making as much as possible. And if you can raise the rents, you will. Just love to know, we've, we've talked a lot about renting and about rental properties and about this mania that New Zealanders have for owning property. What is the motivation for you? Is it to provide you with a, a passive income? Is it because you've been told by financial advisors that this is the fast track? You know, you're basically holding on to it for the capital gains you can make. For some, is it to provide a service? You have extra money, you put it into houses, you expect to make a capital gain at some stage when you choose to sell. In the meantime, you'll rent for people who can't afford it and will probably never be able to afford their own home. There are a pool of people like that. There are some who prefer to rent. But things have got really tight. A lot of people told me they would just sell up when the new rules came in, and I thought, why would you do that? You know, that's, that just sounds like a, a knee-jerk reaction, but a lot did. So some first-home buyers were able to capitalise on that, many were not which put extra pressure on the rental market. So what's the motivation for having a rental property? And if you can afford to keep the rents down, do you? Or do you need to keep raising them because that's the way you put food on the table?